0: The Ember Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited.
1: Yes, another week, and it is Ember Football Podcast. I'm Andrew, and my other half to quote a very trending tweet this week. You are part. You are the other half. Yes, Callum <laughs> uh, it's Callum, I'm of no, course. I'm not, sure, I'm not
2: sure how Katie
1: will take that. But thank you. <laughs> um. uh, no, no loss tonight, so it is just uh, the two of us again, like like old times. But uh, how are you? Good week so far.
0: Yes, so far, so far, so good. I got old on Tuesday, and
1: mm.
2: um,
0: uh, just old. That's it. But I do, I do have one, one special announcement, um, which was uh, on Monday evening. Um, two of uh, our biggest fans on the podcast, Derek and Ashley Blythe, welcomed their first child. Oh, um, on Monday night, little heart life. So we send them our very best. Um, absolute stalwarts of the Edinburgh football podcast fans and um, wish them every success with a a wee man
1: Great that's great news fantastic news Dottie with that Um, Tonight's agenda we're going to actually start we've not started well we've got a lower league side that we can actually speak Football about really it's not now just it's not speculation about will will it happen won't it happen uh, we've actually got good football news that's of course Ember City what a what a five days that's why we've kind of put this off with all the things that have happened this week we've kind of put the podcast off to later in the week just to make sure we haven't missed anything um, so we're going to start of course with Ember City and then we'll discuss uh, Hibs and Hearts and then finish with our Lowland League sides where that is still up for up for debate right now but uh, Callum of course only one place uh, to start and at. To say, we'll kinda of talk through a sort of journey of the a journey of the week. It was late in the week, I think it was maybe Sunday calm, I think if my Emily serves me right. Um maybe not even that, maybe it was actually Oh, I can't even remember now. But McDonough was maybe been towards the end of last week. Oh I can't even remember no, now. No, 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 no. Go, get on, I can. On McDonough <laughs> moves McDonough moves uh, upstairs. I want to kind of speak about James McDonough first before we move on and speak about the new manager, which came out and um, totally caught us by, by surprise. That's why it took me so long to get this out because it really just <laughs> took us by total shock, Calm. Um, but he's been a really good manager for Ember City, hasn't he? I mean, there's no denying, um, we were just talking about before we came on, Calm, uh, came in when Ember City, you know, took over from Gary Jardine. and Ember City were. Well, down near the bottom, I think Gary left when they were ninth, and-, and McDonough came in, and I think even him himself, McDonough probably admit that he there wasn't really, if we cast the memory back, Callum, uh, there wasn't really that real sort of new manager bounce, was there? Embrace City just got themselves got themselves through that season, um, managed to keep them up, which he which he did, um, got them ninth, he kind of took over ninth, he finished ninth, but uh, from that from that twenty eighteen pre season onwards. I mean, we'll take credit and say it's because we started the podcast, and that's the extra pressure they had on them that they had to go and achieve. achieve. But um, he's been a great manager for, for, for Embryo City these past couple of years, hasn't he? Yeah,
2: I think
0: you, you only have to look at where where the club were and where the club are. I think, um, you know, I, I, I have to bring this up, even though it might just be me reading things the wrong way, but I genuinely thought that um, the way that the, the wording, of of the statement about uh, he'd gone
2: moving upstairs and how he, he took over the club mired in relegation trouble. And then
0: they finished in the exact same position. And I feel like there was like almost a slight dig at um, <laughs> the previous incumbent in the manager's uh, role. But maybe that's me just reading too much into that. But um, look, in his first full season in charge, fantastic,
2: fantastic. Yeah. Um, took the club from...
0: Being just in the league to being an absolute um, potential winner of the league, and then has followed it up uh, last season. And um, well, this season, obviously, we're, we're only we've no real clue about this season due to the fact that it's only been nine games long. But you know, second last year and you know, third year before, there's 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 City have gone from lower. sort of relegation um, battlers to lead title
1: challengers so yeah let's talk about that uh, let's talk about that first season Callum because it was the first season we did the podcast it was all really new for us and we uh, Ember City almost made that season on the podcast didn't it because they were just for that first was it uh, three, four months Callum they were a joy because you know we we went to see loads of games uh, when, when they were you know, back in those days where you could go to games, but you know we were at the first game of the season when they played uh, Albion Rovers. Uh, you know some other big games throughout that season. Calm that first up till sort of December, after the turn of the year, I think the games caught up on them. But if we talk about that first season, um, you, you know when when Peter Head and Clyde were in the league, uh, that cup run, you know. It was a phenomenal watch And some of the sign-ins You know, the Blair Henderson thing Was he going to score more goals and gains? All those little side plots That made up that season It was a, it was a joy to, to, to Comment on the club To watch the club It was a, a great, great season, wasn't it? Really good Yeah,
2: I mean I
0: think, I think basically You've summed everything up there I think Looking in from the outside The law is I don't know It was just From that first, first game of the season uh, the, the 4 1 against Albion Rovers, it just seemed that the club was all of a sudden going in a completely different direction to where it had been. Mm. And, you know, it was the right direction. The City came flying at the traps and um, it was just so impressive throughout that whole season. I think one of the big tests was the the away game on the Friday night at our growth um, in the Challenge Cup. And it was a 4 0, four, four, 4 1 they mm. came through. It was just. Um, it was incredible. Everything um, about that season was just phenomenal. They just got, yeah. we went from strength to strength. Unfortunately, there was a wee wobble at the turn of the year, and then they bounced back. And then, um, like you say, I think James just caught up with them uh, yeah. towards the end. But I mean that that it was a, it was a great season, mm. and you have to tip your hat to McDonough because for a long time he had you know city fans in dreamland.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I think you know that that pre season with the signings in, in 2018 uh, for our probably the the fans of Edinburgh City that can look, remember back to the East of Scotland and Lone League days. Um, the 2014 sort of transfer window, it was probably as good a window uh, that Edinburgh City had. You know, tw- 2014 window you had, like Joe Maboo, Chris McKee, John Dunn, Ross Allum, uh John McDonalds. all sort of came in at the start of that season and it really put Edinburgh City from mid-table loan league to, to the winners back to back and then that 2018 again just took Ember City even further forward you know I probably can't remember all the names I've not got them all written down in front of me right now but Robbie McIntyre Blair Henderson Alan Smith Andy Black you know the list kind it the list goes on for, from that time a, a, a really good window and then like you say Calm, games got them up. the season after some big highlights again that year um, again you know I think the, the, the start of the season we were thinking oh no when they got uh, uh, With Cove I think <laughs> They got battered off Cove But they bounced back really well And a and, and whole season Calum, You know the season before The games got up They we weren't really convinced With the form going to the playoffs um, But I think me and you Both said You know the COVID came in And and, and that's You know They dealt a blow But I think Embrace said we going to go up Via those playoffs I was convinced that year uh, They were hitting form At a good time it, it, it was looking good because they just tucked in behind Cove. You know, they, they didn't have to worry about being at the top of the league and that pressure. They just tucked themselves in at second and went about their business really, really well. And I think they would have gone up by the playoffs. Um, there's, no, there's no doubt in my mind that had
2: there not been this global pandemic, City would
0: be playing in League One by now. Mm. Absolutely no doubt in my mind. McDonough would have taken them up, no doubt. Um, they, I mean... <coughs> If you you speak to certain members of the squad, they'll think that they still had a chance to catch in I'm not too sure, but they definitely would have gone up through the playoffs last
1: year. A hundred percent. And, you know, I'd fight anyone that disagrees with me on that. Mm. Yeah. Okay then. So, the new manager was announced very quickly. and I mean, you sort of bounced names around, didn't we? And,
2: well,
1: we like, Kevin, we we were, we were Papa, no, I know, but we, we wrote John, John Rankin. Rankin. Yeah, we were thinking this will be someone maybe young um, that's maybe had because McDonough came from sort of youth football. You know, is it Hibbs? And we thought maybe they go similar mould. So Falkirk, uh, Falkirk too. Yeah, I think that's right. But then, uh, you know, Hibbs before that. But so I was thinking, will it be a similar something similar with regards to that? And then when it was announced, it was Gary Naismith It was someone that. You know, I played against sort of, Gary Naismith a couple of times. Edinburgh City played these five in the Scottish Cup. We played them in a couple of friendlies. Um, I, and at the time, he really impressed me. And I think he, even he'll admit, and he kind of had in his interview on the radio last night, I think he was kind of really forgotten about for for the last 20 months. His, his name just was not uh, mentioned at all. But, calm we spoke about it uh, when we spoke about the Andy Halliday signing at the time. It just made sense. And this appointment, when you look at it now, it just makes sense, doesn't it? I think this is a really let's, good appointment.
0: Oh, let's let's not lump Gary Naismith into <laughs> the the Andy Halliday crowd. Let's not do that to, um give him a chance to to do um, to get his
2: to get the team going, Etc because um, I think that our thoughts on Andy Halliday signing and what's
0: actually happened with Andy Halliday signing are two entirely different things. But um, I would, I would 100% agree. Gary Maysworth was not a name that was floating about. That I thought, oh, there, there, there's a manager, etc. I was looking at it, going, yeah. um, like I say, Kevin Harper, and maybe a long shot, of Scott Brown, player manager, <laughs> um, but like, you know, someone, someone almost off the wall, and then. You know, there's, there's Gary Naismith who like, 100% should have been one of the first names that we thought of but, well, I, like, I'd i completely forgot about him completely forgot that he'd been a manager and to be honest, I'd even forgot that he was a Queen of the South until he reminded me yeah. um, I remember him at his wife and that was it but, you know, this, yeah.
1: um, I, think, I think it's a great point Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there's several ways to, to look at this A, has he got a point to prove you know, I think barring a really poor spell at the end of his Queen's time, I think he's been. I think he had been. You know, successful. He took. He took his fife up. Uh, he took over a team that were that were kind of destined for relegation. He wasn't able to keep them up, but the season after they finished fourth. Season after that, he got them up. first so he's got. He knows what it takes to get the best of part-time players to get them out of this level, and he spoke really well uh, last night. Every time I've come up against him, I've got to say there's a there's a... You know, this guy's played at the highest... Le- like, the highest level. You know, Scotland Caps... Premier League, you know, Everton... Eh, Sheffield United as well. But there was no... Ego there. You know, at all. He just... He saw a sort of class about him. And I think anybody that played against his East Fife side at Edinburgh City would say the same. There was no arrogance, like... Playing at City here. There wasn't that at all. He was... Very honest. And he came across last night in his interview on the radio... So so well, and he has a there's a real real sense that he's in this for the long haul, and he wants he's he's ambitious, and from what he said, Callum, further down the line, potentially going full time. There's more exciting news on the horizon for Ember City fans. Potential of a new stadium, he he spoke about last night, Uh, and and news might come out quite soon about that. Was kind of what he was uh, angling towards. So this is not just an ambitious appointment, Callum. There could be really exciting. Uh, times ahead for Ember City um,
0: Aye I think the stadium's a must uh, because yeah. I think Meadowbank it just
2: isn't happening uh, Due to the, the fact that it's like a 500-seater uh, stand And it's just
0: it's, it's not enough for Edinburgh City these days, I think um, Which is a real shame Because Meadowbank was exactly what you would have wanted yeah, It but...
1: in the criteria it doesn't, it doesn't even meet ground regulation I think Meadowbank have turned it more into an athletic stadium So all the criteria no, just, All the criteria just, that goes with a, To get a, your licence and stuff The ground just doesn't no. meet the criteria so um so,
0: so there we go I, I mean um, it's, it's, it's weird that you're talking about new stadiums I was having a conversation over the weekend and we was sort of talking about like where Edinburgh City can move and you know there's the new uh, Edinburgh Rugby have got new new ground yeah. um, just in the shadow of Murrayfield which you know um, again, City would be grounds here and I'm sure they would like just their own place but, yep. you know, it's it's bigger um, than, than what Easley Park is, so perhaps, I don't know and then, um, you know, we're uh, talking about perhaps them um, kicking out or an incumbent of one of the other grounds that is already at, like built in Edinburgh, you know, maybe I, I don't want to use any because I don't want to upset anyone, but I mean, there's a couple of stadiums that are in Edinburgh that are used by, by amateur teams that they City could
2: have probably tried to get hold of but Mm. if if they're going to build a brand new stadium then (laughs) fantastic news
1: yeah for me Calm, it's something I spoke about when I was at the club Um, and, and you know if you're from Edinburgh you know this Edinburgh City have got kids playing from the age of five. I mean, one of the guys, one of the guys, you know, Gordon Donaldson had been at the club for that long. His first ever team was was Embers City at the age of like six or seven. And was from there all the way in the first team. There is a potential pathway there. And I think if I'm Embers City, I'm trying to move myself back. You know, everyone knows the youth, the youth, club at Ember City are based out of sort of Sighthill, Hill that area of, of town um you know the Guile, mm-hmm. uh, foresters Sighthill hill park all that sort of area if they were to able to get a, a ground somewhere in and around there bring because that was a problem i think as well you know Meadowbank was one side of the city and the youth system was away at, at, at the other i know that the Ember City social club of course was uh, at the top of Elm Row there which is quite close to Meadowbank but if they could Bring the youth system and the first team all together in one sort of Ainsley Park type scenario here. That could be incredible for the sort of west side of west side of the city, and, and I I hope I hope that the plans are to move Embra City to that that side of town because I think that would really be a uh, that would be so exciting. I think uh, I think I wasn't sure what we'll point you were making, um, but you've
0: you've. You've gone the long way for a shortcut, and mm-hmm. I think that a hundred percent what you're saying makes a lot of sense. If you've got uh, the youth, the, the youth at the club right there, and you've got the full time team, and you've got because uh, I mean I remember back in the day when I was playing for them, I mean this was you know years and years and years ago. You know we got three season tickets to go and see like the club team, but you never you've never win. I don't think, um, but it's just you're right you had the Ember City played at St. Hill the, the uh, team in the East of Scotland play at Middle but they're miles away from each other yep. bringing them all into the same place a la the Spartans model That's a fantastic idea I think I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there still yeah. and like, no, if City haven't been in touch already then they really need you in charge of the, sort of, <laughs> um, the youth set well, yeah, up you, you can work with
1: that's McDonagh's job now of course but no uh, I suppose for me Gary Naismith, he said it himself, Callum, that usually when you get a managerial role, last time Gary Naismith, he's got a big job in his hands, of course, because normally when you take over a club and you're a new manager, you take over a team that are potentially 8th, 9th, 10th in the league. But he's got a team here that are mid-table, uh, five points in the playoffs, he's got such a good side, Callum, we know how good Ember City are, I think injuries and things have just maybe just not quite happened for them this season. But hopefully, now with this, this layoff, all those injuries are good. If he can get this team fit in the two weeks that he's got with them, um, who knows? He could even get them up from the playoffs in his first three months. But it's a big job he's got because no pressure. Because we know that Embrace City and the that aspirations that they've got, they want to be a League One club, I would say, in the next 12 months. Well, I, th- I think, that, months.
0: look, uh, he's, he's coming into the job now and I'm, I, I'd be under no illusions that Jim Brown as chairman has turned around and said
2: look Gary we want to be playoffs at least here. Yeah. you know I, I have no doubt that the conversations that Jim Brown and Jamie Donagh have had with Gary Nesmith and Gary with himself would probably
0: be sitting there going yeah I think we can get playoffs I know that there's um, a five point gap but look we've got minimum oh, at least we're not sure how many games left yeah. we probably at least nine at least nine games. I think that you've got. Um,
2: I think the will be sitting there going, "100." percent We're making the playoffs
0: this year. He'll, he'll look at that squad. He'll look at the quality, and City needs
2: a run, three or four wins. And to be fair, before before
0: COVID <coughs> hit again, and they, they weren't able to sort of at, at Christmas there, um, they had one
2: awful half. Against uh, Stirling Albion, where they were three 0 down at half time. Yeah, but outside of that,
0: I think like, it was I don't five games where they'd won each one of them. They'd like, smashed. Oh, here they go. Well, they beat stream, like 4 four four one or five two. They beat Albion Rovers four one, and then they went to Airdrie and won one nil. So mm-hmm. that's like it's like uh, you take out the the bad forty five minutes against Stirling Albion and Edinburgh City were in decent enough form yeah. so I think that it's like you say the talents there in the squad the you know I, I, I don't I don't know what style of play Gary Swiss is going to look to play and whether that's going to differ massively from James McDonough.
1: Uh but I think that they'll be looking at it and going we've got enough time to make the playoffs and we've got enough quality once we're there to go up yep yeah. exciting times ahead Really is um a a good appointment. Hopefully it works out. I'm sure it will. Uh, I'm liking what I'm hearing, and uh, good luck to James McDonough and his role. And I think you know he can be proud of his efforts as Edinburgh City manager, and hopefully has the same success as, as sporting director as well. Um, yeah, good times ahead. Okay, we'll move on. Um, to Hibs and Callum, and sure uh, we're gonna have to. Uh, so back to back defeats. No goals scored in the last two games. Um. I think it's a bit of a wake up call, isn't it? I kind of don't want to go into the details. You know, we're five days on now from the game, I don't want to kind of go over it. But let's speak more generally about the last couple of weeks and looking forward. Um, it certainly needs to be a, a kick up the backside, is not it? You know, and it's because you know what's the gap now? It's three points, game in hand, but you know we're going to have to start winning games if we want to if we want to finish third tier. You know, uh, but the the thing the thing is, you know, you know but.
2: We're fixated on third. I know that, like, Hibs fans, well, probably just on Twitter, but it appears
0: that Hibs fans are split down the middle with the fact that you've got some who are saying, Oh, look, like, I know it's not brilliant, but when was the last time we finished third? And you've got one saying, It's absolutely awful. We are sitting third because the league is absolutely dire. Mm. And, you know, what was it, Mickey Stewart on the radio the other week saying, Well, I know Rangers have won the league um, and they've been fantastic in winning the league, but. You know, Celtic have been poor. Hibs and Aberdeen haven't been as good as they were. There's no hearts. You've not had like um, well, Livingston had one wee run, but other than that, you've not had like a Livingston or like a Manic or a well that's done really well. So the league isn't as good as it was. And you know, I'm, I'm not like taking anything away from um, Rangers winning
1: the league or anything. That but I'm looking at Hibs primarily
0: and saying the league's not as strong as it was. And Hibs are sort of limping to third place. You know, if Hibs are sitting there, um, you know, two points of Celtic breathing down there next for a second, then 100% Jack Ross is the right man. But we still find ourselves with... I, I don't know what style of play Jack Ross wants to play. I, when Hibs go in 1-0 down at the break, Hibs do not come back out and win those games. You know, and I remember I, I, I did all the stats, but I think... Um, I don't know what I've done with them, but like... Um, if you look at it, I saw a boy tweet that Edgeworth lost nine league games this season, yeah. and in every single one of those games, they have not scored. Yeah. And what is, what is like, I mean, you look at Ross County, 1 0 down at half time. What is Jack Ross saying at half time? You look at uh, Motherwell, 1 0, Livingston, Motherwell. Uh, clear enough, St Johnson had scored in the second half, but St Johnson in the Scottish Cup final, right? Mm. So, sorry,
2: the semi final, you take. Uh, not even the Scottish Cup, the League Cup semi-final. <laughs> so I'm getting I'm getting way, wildly ahead of myself in my age. Yeah. Um,
0: so you've got St Johnston one 0 down. In the League Cup semi final Livingston 1-0 down in the league Motherwell 1-0 down in the league And then Ross County 1-0 down in the league Every single one of these games you think you got a manager in at half time And to be fair I don't know if uh, this squad Is the type that needs uh, the fire paper lit under the backsides and that's going to get the reaction Or whether they need the arm around the shoulder But Jack Ross should know Because he's been in charge for long enough And he's brought these players in So why is it that just those four games Heads have come out and been absolutely brutal in the second half after these games and those teams have gone on you look at the Livingston game Livingston scored within five minutes Motherwell scored within five minutes you know it's just bang bang you know they come out for the second half and like, I don't know if uh, as soon as they, they cross the white line everything Jack Ross has said has gone out of their heads but why is it that that keeps happening you know it's, it's just <sighs> Jack Ross frustrates me because I feel like he's you know He's done okay in terms of the fact that Hibbs are sitting third, but at the same time, have Hibbs been good this year? You know, or Hibbs just been lucky. I mean, because mm. Hibbs, I've, I've watched enough Hibs games this year to be like, it's sort of like it's like Hearts in the Championship. Honestly, I watched a pair of them, and the football is just not exciting. It's boring. I find myself looking at my phone more than I'm looking at the telly, and I'm just like, my are, are Hibs and Hearts is boring. The other teams, and submission a to let them score and win. Because it's
1: just not good enough. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's my way No, no, Sorry. I think, you know, and I think that's probably, I think that's fair. You know, if Jack Ross, if you were to ask me 18 months ago, when Jack Ross took over, um, that at the end of next season, you'll be in the, you know, comfortably top six, and you'll be, uh, you know, potentially third or fourth, you'd be like, you know, he's done a phenomenal job. But I kind of, I take your point that the league isn't as strong this year. It doesn't. I wouldn't say that it's it's maybe poorer, but it just seems that the the gap between the poor and the and take you know take Rangers Celtic out of it. It's like the gap between twelfth and third is kind of very similar. There's like it's just it's kind of you know without Kevin Nisbet's run at the start of the season, uh, I'd hate to see how many goals we would have scored. Um, you know, take his. I know he been not really been great of late, but were we lucky with Nisbet's You know, form. Um, I think looking at it, that stat says a lot. That when Hibs concede, because we spoke about it about a month ago, it was about eighty percent. Basically, eighty teams know eighty percent of the time if they score first, they're going to win. I think that was about right, Calm, wasn't it? Um, um, something uh, like that I,
0: I'll, I'll, look, I'll look it up But I, um, I've got it written down somewhere Just not to handle yeah. that, sorry.
1: So basically What it says to me is that Hibbs cannot break teams down That sit behind the ball With 11 players behind the ball With something to hang on to That's what it says to me Hibs, yeah. Hibs do well when a team Are chasing a game Perhaps Hibs kick on and maybe get You know score two or three um, I, I wouldn't really look, I'd like to know How many games Hibs have just Managed to win 1-0 I'd be quite surprised If there's many Hibs 1-0s this season That Correct me if I'm wrong I, 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 don't, I, think, I don't know I
0: can think of one Against Submitted. Um uh But
1: That's, that's it You yeah. know so been... It says to me Hibs are, are a good side If they get a goal Hibs oh, look a good no, side St. Johnson as well
0: St. Yeah. St Johnson as well But that yes. was the 90th minute winner Right So yeah.
1: Yeah, a penalty. penalty penalty It says to me that that Hibs do well when when teams have to open up and have to chase something, and Hibs can use their pace, you know, Murphy, Boyle, they can break. um, But when Hibs have to break teams down, they have got something to hold on to, um, they can't do it. So, do we need Scott Allen back? Match fit? Absolutely. Because I think he. Is the only player That I'm seeing in that squad, calm that can take a risk and a risk in a good way, if that makes sense. Well, he'll, I mean, he'll, think, he'll take uh, chances in the final third. He's got the ability as well to take the ball in the half turn and, and turn and thread balls through to people. And, and um, I just hope he can get more game time. But that's what it says to me, calm I just, and, and and watching it says the same. When hips go behind, it's just side to side. It's, uh, there's it's no, it's, no it's, tempo. It's poor touch. Yeah, um, you know, I think. Looking at it, you know, Hibbs' most creative players are
0: uh, Jamie Murphy, Scott Allen, and yeah. on his day, Mark Boyle. You know, uh, I think that, look, I was all for uh, Joe Newell and Jackson Arbain playing together. But it's, it's, you know, the last the last two games has not worked. And I think maybe Gorgic needs to start. I think you look at... When when Hibbs had you know maybe Nicky, Ock and Allen starting a game with No um, you know, and it was just the two of them in the middle part. When they struggled to get going. Uh, I think that going to places like Perth, Hibbs know that it's poor. Like I'm sorry, Hibbs know that they've got a, a poor record up there. That uh, St Johnston. Are, you know, a tough team to be buoyed by just winning the, the, the League Cup so they're chasing down a top six spot um, they know that they, they, they gave Hibs a doing at hand-in so you know that you're going to have to do something different to to get them back I mean you know, I, I don't understand why Jack Ross hasn't got them football manager um, we O Johnson after what they did absolute anger you know and <laughs> I, it's just Pibs have gone up there instead and meekly surrendered you know like a rich tea and a, and a cup of tea you know it's just you know it's pathetic mm. and I just I'm, I'm just I'm just sick of it because you're looking at it and going you know Aberdeen have got rid of the because he's not taking the club forward he's he came in he did well for a couple of years but they're, they're not kicked on, and he's not taking them anywhere at this moment in time. They could get someone in um, that could push them on, and they've got they've got bigger budget than Hibs, so they could easily kick on and um, try and try and match uh, the big two. But I mean, Hibs, Hibs under Jack Ross are nowhere near that sort of level, and Hibs will probably make top six but is that is that is that the ambition that you want to show you know am I supposed yeah. to live the rest of my life never seeing Hibs <laughs> challenge for a league title you know
1: wait like um, it's it's um look there's still, we're 18 months into to Jack Ross reign here you know we're, we're, I'm, I'm not certainly saying that he, he should be sacked not at all uh, but um if Hibs finished fourth this season I think it I think it probably. Point, it? I think it, I think it, I think it probably would be seen. And if you were asked me eighteen months ago, I'd say it's a success. But as we said, this Aberdeen team are miles off it. They're miles off it. No. Hibs won't get a better chance to finish. Hibs won't get a better chance to finish third than this season because next season Hearts will be back in it. Aberdeen will not be going one goal in nine games. No way. No. Um no. You know, Dundee United will be another year in the in the league again. St Johnstone, if they keep making the progress they are making, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're no. up there. So, Hibs, you need to to kind of strike when the iron's hot. When the iron's hot here, and uh, this is their chance. And with the Europe, the way that the coefficients going and, and the way it's looking, third is huge this season. What that could do financially to Hibs in yeah, terms of Europe third
0: guarantees um, Europa League uh, group states, I'm sure or, or qualifiers.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, not, not quite uh, yet, but. It's, uh, it's a good good chance in Europe you know a
0: lot of European football and that's something that Hibs desperately need but I mean uh, at the same time I'm sitting here going Jack Ross in Europe Jack Ross with that Hibs team in Europe like that's that's not good enough That's, that's there's no way that you know a Hibs team can go and be organised etc and like if you can't be organised the way it's in Johnston then how are you going to do it away in I don't know Krakow or you know, like Fisla or something like that, or Latvia, or Kaira Almaty in Kazakhstan, or something like that, you know, <laughs> how, how are Hibs going to do something abroad, etc. and, you know,
1: it, it's, it's, it's frustrating because you're looking at it and going, look, like, could easily get Europe, but at the same time, could be very disappointed with Europe. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, and if Hibs, it's a, it's a big, it's a big end to the season now, because, you know, our game in hand is this weekend, Um I actually, Calm. the last, well I looked at the head-to-head between, I've actually wrote it down because I was looking at it earlier, the head-to-head between Ross County and Hibs, Callum, Um I think it's 20 games, right, that Hibbs and Aberdeen have played. Oh, uh, you mean the, Hibs, and, uh, Hibs and Ross County? And, who did I say? Uh, Hibs you and said Ross- Hibs and Aberdeen. Aye, oh. Hibs, and, Hibs, and Ross- <laughs> Hibs and Ross County, uh, like 22 games they've played. What do you think the record is between Hibs and Ross County in 22 games?
0: Um, I genuinely think that Hibs will be on about nine wins. Actually not. I think Hibs will be on about seven wins. Ross County will have ten and five draws.
1: Now, you're not far off. It's exactly It's a exact same. Eight wins apiece and six draws. Um, oh, so there that, you are. It's not good enough, though. It's
0: not good enough, is
1: it? Exactly, and that kind of says to me that does this does, does that fill you with confidence this weekend? You know, you absolutely at, not. Yeah, you know, Ross County they had a great win against Kilmarnock. They beat Celtic. They kind of battered Hibbs. Let's be honest. A couple of a couple of months ago, yeah. Um
0: <laughs> at, got The big guy, um, Jordan White, Jordan up White, front, yeah, who is basically. Um, if you watched Hibbs Motherwell right at the start of the season, third game in, he battered the the Hibbs back line that day. Mm. So he's gonna do exactly the same thing on Saturday and you know, Hibbs have got to have an answer here. Hibs, this is a must win. You know, I'm looking I'm looking at like given this bit I think you'll start on uh Saturday. I'm looking at him and saying, This is a big chance for you. Like if you can notch six, seven goals in the last seven games, you might well get on that plane to the Euros. Yeah. But what you would do in that time is you would guarantee his first start. So yeah. Um I'm I'm still not happy with Kevin this bit, but I'm firmly in the camp of I think he needs to start. Yeah. Um and I'd I'd like to see a little bit of adventure from Jack Ross. I mean well, I'd like to see a game plan first and foremost, but I think that's too much to ask for and I've only got three wishes. So I think that if, if Hibs can be a little bit more adventurous, maybe Scott Allen starts in the hole. I we need to have I Boyle agree. and Murphy starting as well. Yep. And and we go at Ross County because there's a reason they're down the bottom of the league. Mm. Alright? Hibs need to take advantage of that fact.
1: Yeah. I think, Calum, 4 Scott Allen in the hole. Uh, maybe Gogic and Jackson Irvine as a two in behind Scott Allen, a sort of diamond, well, mm-hmm. a, well, a triangle. If you, uh, so to uh, you know, so to say, four three three, Allen, Mur- you know Murphy on one side, Boyle on, on the other, Nisbet through the middle, Allen, Irvine and Gogic as, as a three in the middle, and then I know that that, oh. that potentially means that maybe Cadden or Paul McGinn are, are, are on the bench, but if that's what it takes, that's what it takes because. <laughs> Has to, I agree, Gallum, it needs something different Because if Hibs go up there, because Ross Quintan will be full of energy If Hibs go up there and and uh, show what they've shown in the last two weeks um, Hibs are coming down the road with nothing, you know, absolutely not So and if,
0: if Hibs come down the road with nothing, then Aberdeen will get third And it's just, oh, what's the point, eh?
2: Like, they are <laughs> brutal Look, They've scored one goal in nine games and they'll still finish above Hibs
1: hmm
0: carrying
1: over football team yeah ok then right on to on to Hart, St. Callum and uh, I mean
2: it's better it's better
1: it's a, it's, it's a, it's a win yeah and it, and it was a little bit and actually it was a little bit different because he started with Boyce and he started with uh, Nanduli up front so mm-hmm. a little a little bit different still no Jamie Walker though which was raised uh, eyebrows again but
0: Harts
1: one, yeah. one. so and he's he, I, I, and he's not just doing the same old, same old, fair play to Nielsen. He mixed up, he went two up, and, uh, well, they got the three points of it. So, yeah. you can't really argue. Look, I mean, as much as I was saying earlier about that have
0: a little bit boring, they're sitting, what, 15 points uh, clear now. Uh, that win against Dundee ends three games without a win. And I saw something on the BBC Scottish uh, Gossip today that they've got the best win ratio, um, of any club in the championship in the last four years I, I scanned it very quickly
2: because I'm very diligent at work so I don't I don't take too much time on BBC Sport but um,
0: I think that this, that's, they, despite the fact that they've laboured a lot they've, they've done enough in games to win them um, all the last part of the season I think Look, it's another step closer for Hearts and well, as much as we were beating them up the last sort of few weeks it's they're still going to win the league, as as we've been saying all along, you know, and that's that's all that matters this season, you know. And Hearts have put themselves in a position right now that if like God touch wood this doesn't happen, um, if, but like there's a new strain or anything in the league
2: gets shut down, Hearts have got themselves in a position where they can go up. Yeah, they are clear and obvious champions. So it's just, it's just a matter of time, and we can only hope that we don't see scenes um, like that in
0: George Square down at Foundation Plaza when it's confirmed. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, but better. That was a joke. But, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, finally, we start to see a bit more. Uh, you know, for the first hour on last weekend, Harts were, Harts were really good, to be honest. Um, got the two goals and then from there just thought, that's it and we'll kind of just stop playing a little bit and let Dundee sort of back into it. Um, so that'll be concerning because, again, I, I know I think we've spoke about it a little bit. You actually look at the goals that Hearts have, have conceded, you know, there's teams that are below them that have maybe, maybe got one or two games in hand but have conceded, like, you know, Fewer goals, and that still is a bit of a bugbear for hearts right now. Is keeping clean sheets. And if it wasn't for Craig <clears throat> Gordon, then they wouldn't have got three points. So, um, I don't know,
0: it's, it's the ridiculous thing that Craig Gordon's been outstanding this season, possibly in a season where you wouldn't have thought that he would have needed to be, but he has been. Yeah, and you've got, um, he's, he's I think he's had about six clean sheets in the league. There's, um, I think the boy. Um I've no idea. I saw I saw the table on Twitter, but I can't remember who has more clean sheets than him. But you're right, like hearts of are of winning games though. But they're conceived ridiculous goals. Remember the five three against there
1: mm. Yeah. oh speak of the devil, we've got Air this weekend. <laughs> but, Not just
0: a pretty face, my friend.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's got that's just gonna be Sas. That should be t- although here I've got a new manager and I think before we came yes. on, Cal, we spoke about the fact that you
2: know, David
1: Hawkins Yes. we always look at form. You know how a team's getting on in, in the championship, and we do it with all our teams. You know they've done this in the last six games or whatever. But with the championships, with the championship is a type of league that it actually does not matter how, how d- a team, does not matter. no, how a team have been doing because one week, as I was saying before, one week they play like Brazil, the next week they play like sort of breaking. You know what I mean? It's it's it's. Uh, but the thing they have, they they got a good win, uh win midweek against or was it a win at the weekend in a, in, a, in a draw midweek or it was the other way around I can't remember some, some, got... someone,
0: someone beat Inverness midweek but I cannot remember who it was I it was Morton <laughs>
1: actually but um, ah. I think it was a draw I think it was a draw midweek for Ayr and, and a win last weekend I think it was uh, after, they, after they got uh, rid of their manager beforehand so they've actually been a decent little run so they've come, come into this game with a bit of form a new manager so potential new manager bounce um, but Hearts are going to have too much for, for air. Let, let's just be let's be brutally honest here. yeah
0: I think that um, it's it's about three points for Hearts mm. Oh so it's just um, they're, they're better than here. you know it's yeah there's, I mean whenever we preview games um, of Hearts in, in the in the Championship realistically we can say that it might be a little bit tough but at the end of the day it's every single one of them is games that they should be winning mm. and I think that They'll, they'll win on Saturday, and it's just it's just the get can we get to the end of the season? Well, that's as we said it before, and we'll say, I'll probably say it again next week. I think I say it every week that it's just once we get to the end of the season, you know, half half the champions. We knew that it was going to be the case in in August. So while we like just you know we're, we're we're getting there. Yeah,
1: and what did you? What? I'll I'll put a thing out here. Peter Harding is away at the end of the season. Would you agree with that?
0: Um. Yeah. 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 Um, that, 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 I, that, like,
1: that that issue. To come on, was he on the pitch for how long? Uh, um, I'm not sure,
0: but apparently, I I was on I was on Zoom on Saturday afternoon, and apparently, it was like just horrendous. I think. Mean, have you seen the meme where it's? Robin Nielsen is just laughing in the background. Um, <laughs> they just unbelievable. Um, I've not seen the challenge, but I think I don't know. Like Peter Haring is a very good player, and I know he's a bit of a fan's favourite down at Time Castle, but he is not playing at all um, for Robin Nielsen. You know, he, like Nielsen would rather see uh, Halliday play, etc. So he's not. He's not using Peter Haring. Is Is he going to be away? You've got a pencil, so, you know, yeah. why wouldn't why
1: wouldn't the managers use up? Yeah. I've actually you know, I've in fairness, I've actually not seen the tackle back myself, but listened to the radio about it at the weekend Alan Preston thought it was a, was a, a definite straight red. Uh, and then I think when it went to the on as they do on Sports Sound the sort of VER I can't remember who it was, but he said yeah, he no doubt it was a red card. I know there was a debate about Hart's potentially putting in a appeal to it. I don't know if that's oh no, not sure. Um, um, I was, I was like, Biles was on the Zoom on Saturday afternoon
2: as well, and he was and also, I'm fairly certain he was of the opinion there is no need to appeal that. That is a shocker.
1: Yeah. So that just says to me a player that's frustrated with a with a lack of game time. Um, he's been. I know he's had his well, injury. He, I know he's had his injury problems. But I'm um, always one. I just think that looks like someone that's frustrated. He's come on. He wants to make a make a statement, make a point and he's received a straight red, and with that, you know, I don't know what, what a straight red suspension is these days, he'll get a couple of games in anyway. him, um, I was going to say, that may be the last you might see of Peter Hanning in a Hearts jersey, but there's probably enough games left for him to make an appearance, but I, I can't see, I, that that type of scenario, I think that's almost the, the end of the The end of the road For for Peter Haring I, I think With for, for Robin Nielsen But I might be proved wrong But that's the kind of Feeling I'm getting Just seeing a situation like that But am I wrong In saying that Cal? Um, no Like I said
0: what, what What we can look at Is You know He's been fit For The past few months Yeah How many times has he played? You know How many times has he started? And you know As I was, Hearts fans have been Crying For Andy Halliday to get um, to get a sustain, um, sustained rest on the bench, mm-hmm. and yet he, he keeps persisting with um, with Halliday and Haring's not not had any look. I don't know. Uh, I think that he's a very good player when he's fully fit. I think that Hearts could use him, uh, but I think at this moment in time, you're probably right. And when you say, is he is he going to be there?
1: Mm yeah. Okay. Um right, on to the uh onto the Lone League then and Hey, I thought well actually before we start, Callum SFA FA have I brought something out. I've been getting texts while we're on this, Callum. It looks like training non contact training can start next week it looks like for, for lower league uh, clubs. But Basically the kind of statement doesn't really say anything. It doesn't say anything about a potential return to contact training. It doesn't say anything about a potential uh, of of games then starting. So kinda really nothing we didn't really know it's not to be honest. It's, not it's, yeah. Um <laughs> there's there's
0: no way that's that, what I, what I was gonna say, um when we were talking about the Edinburgh, site, I saw that um, Nathan Austin had quote tweeted Edmund Sea's tweet about Gary Naismith um, getting appointed and he was just saying great appointment there. And obviously, you know, Nathan Austin's probably not going to play for Kelty again this season. And you're looking at what what teams in sort of League 2 could look at loan moves for <laughs> players that are in the, the Lowland league. Because obviously you've seen um, Andy Gagan um, move and uh, Chris Erskine as well. They've, gone, they've both gone a part of Thistle from BSC and East Goldbride respectively. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're Gary Neuslith you're looking at it, surely you pick up the phone to Barry Ferguson and say... Well, you know, can we have them for a few weeks? You know, <laughs> well, I'm, maybe I'm just starting. You know? Maybe I'm just starting rumours. Who no, knows? But, but uh, something,
1: but, but something that's something we I think we spoke about a little while ago. Will, you know, will Lone league sides really feel the effect of this? And I think we spoke about it. If if it, if lonely league actually starts back up, um, you know what's going to happen because if teams are loan. Elsewhere or or transferred early as we've seen, like Adam Colbert oh. you know, going to, to Steny You've seen in recent times, um, Jack Bryden has moved to Steny from. Sydney. I was, to, I was yeah, just about so, to say,
0: um, Jack Bryden's loan. Interesting. So, I mean, you've got to think that is it, if you're if you're a club in in League Two and or League One, etc., and you're looking at some of these players, you can go, you know, he a job. Hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of quality in the loan league, so I think that. Um, that that's definitely something to explore. I'm not like trying to get Gary Naysmith to sign Nathan or anything. I'm not I'm not putting words in his mouth, but I mean, surely you're seeing, you would think, but
1: you're seeing what's going on at other clubs and who's moving it and where, and you you see the you've seen a connection. You know the
0: connection it, it makes sense if I was on Football Manager right now, 100. percent I'd be looking at snapping up a few players online. <laughs> <laughs> there's,
2: there's no other way to
1: do it. Come on. Um, um, what was going to say? But no, it's, um, yeah, a return to non-contact training. Basically, this means running. I'll be honest, how's
0: Subo going to manage
1: that? Well, I think he's back fit. I think he's back fit now, but, you know. No, I
0: was meaning the non-contact stuff. Oh. Not The fact that he kind of runs, like... You know, <laughs> what, what do you think I would say about the guy? Of course we can. I'm talking about
1: non-contact. Oh, no, he was nursing, he was nursing an injury. I was wondering how you... I thought you were meaning how his was oh, right. injury no, going no, on. No, 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 no. He's back fit, but... Uh, yeah, you're right. That doesn't that doesn't suit his game. He's see he, at all. Yeah, a you game know, a game of, of hacky and then he, then he's then he's in you know one of those games. <laughs> king of the ring. That's Subo's <laughs> favourite king of the ring. Um, <laughs> what was going to say? No, uh, I was actually going to touch on that about players moving to to league sides and the knock-on effect that would have. So already got that ticked off. Um, nothing with regards to update. I think George Fraser had something in the paper, and I understand where he's coming from until. They know what's happening with a team at are bottom of League Two, if there's going to be a playoff, it's difficult for them to make a decision there. And they also are kind of waiting to see what's happening with the East of Scotland and things regarding playoffs into the lone league. So kind of the lone league. sorry,
0: Stokes, there's the, the ongoing issue
2: of them like calls. Exactly. Matthew you know, like was like saying as well. Exactly. Get them
0: so far to FC UK. It's just uh, I just you can't have Celtic and Rangers bribing uh League One and League Two clubs uh to make sure that their their two clubs go into uh, uh League Two and just completely bypass uh the pyramid system entirely, you know. Just so unfair to mm. far too many clubs.
1: Yeah, I don't get that. Listen, I've got no issue with I you mean, know, it works abroad, Calm, you're a big fan of German football. You've got, you know, all these B sides or, or, uh, Svai sides, whatever you want to call it. You know, the second side that play. You look at Spain; it's in Spain. Um, I've got no issue with, uh, you know, if Hibs and Hearts wanting to do it. Celtic Rangers want to do it. Anybody want to do it? But you've got to start. For me, you've got to start in the in the west of Scotland if it's Rangers Celtic. You've got to start in East of Scotland if you're Hibs and Hearts. The pyramids there that's, now. The, the yeah. systems there now. That is, that's how I see it. That's an argument for another day, probably. But I think we're both in agreement there. If you want to join it, fine, no issue with that. But you've got to start at the bottom.
0: Ah, you didn't. You didn't spend one million pound, and all of a sudden you're in. You're in the back door. That's not how it works.
1: Mm, yeah. Um, but I thought, speaking of the lonely Calm, you know, it's twelve months today that our last Lonely, League. Well, before the league was. Was stopped, should I say, 12 months on from that, our last pre first lockdown, it's 12 months tonight, where Spartans went through to East Cobride, and it, we were speaking about that, and it was uh, 4 1. Yep, it was a, a fantastic three points. And uh, I was going to mention it earlier when we spoke about harsh, but I thought probably should avoid that because it was also the same night that, uh, that John Obika put that goal on against Harts. But um, no, 12 months on, you know, we're still now thinking. Well, football come back And all those things Amazing how much 12 months The last game So that was Spartans Last game A fantastic win through At K Park Can you remember Sybil's last game Before the first lockdown? Um, it
0: wasn't a midweek yes, game Yes I can Yes I can It was a 1-0 draw At New Dundas Park
1: Correct 1-1 against and rose Fantastic result That weekend um, And they
0: had a goal Incorrectly chopped off For offside So yep. In the last minute
1: That's right that's right, <clears throat> and then, but, you
0: know, can not, you also remember,
1: better. the last Edinburgh Uni game, pre-lockdown, and now it was the end of February, uh, and a very, edin- a typical Edinburgh Uni,
0: I I want to say, was it the two old drawlies for great?
1: They don't call you the pub quiz master for nothing, eh? <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding. Outstanding, yes, 29th of February, eh, uh, um, but you need two East Cobridge too, so uh, amazing. Twelve months on, um, actually three really good results for for our for our side. <laughs>
0: like, like I the mean, two against East Cobridge to this season, you know. Um, looking back, and oh Christ, you just miss it so much. Eh? You just miss
2: it so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh,
0: Christ, there's that was almost tears there. that's a bit too much.
1: <laughs> no, uh, incredible. Twelve months on, but uh, I think we. We're pretty much uh, in agreement, and then, Carl. I, I kind of want to speak about every week, but it's it's null and void, isn't it? it, it kind of, it's... it's 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 got to that stage, unfortunately. And I think that yeah, that
0: yeah, it's null and void. We're, we're, um, we'd love to see an, an option, but you know, we're we're, all, we're almost the middle of March now, and it's just like if if there's a way around it, then. Let's see it. Mm. Hopefully, there can be something, but... Yeah, I was actually, just, you know,
1: yeah. I know, you know, last year, we had, you know, we, we, we kind of spoke about it, and title got handed out on points per game, and we were all, we were kind of debating, you know, was that really fair, but Borneig had... We're able to play this team And and, and you, you can look at it All the different ways you want About, you know We've not played them But they've played them And we had to go to that place And that uh, place And um, it just had me thinking the other day there, Callum You know How How much I feel For For the players In this scenario Because I From my own experience I had two years In the lone league, Callum um, You know We won the the first league Only lost one game uh, the, the league after, More than two years Yeah, well you No, know, but two years of, of the lone league You know, pushing for that three years on the Aye, but I mean, I mean right at the top, pushing for the league, sorry. Oh, you know, really right, sorry. League. Yeah, pushing for the league. And if I just think back to if somebody was to just say at the March that all your efforts so far are just for nothing, having been so close and, and, the, and the ambition that we had at all that time and the spirit we had in our changing room and the dream that we had and, and the real belief that we had and that hunger we wanted to uh-huh. go up and, and, and get to the playoffs and get to League 2...
0: It's beginning to sound like a Disney movie. Yes, come I know, on!
1: but to get halfway through calm just to be to be told, no, oh, sorry, that's that's the season. I know it's out with everyone's hands oh. and it's a pandemic, but mm-hmm. it is, it is. It's, it's, gutting. No, no, it's gutting. No one, no one, no one sitting there saying
0: that it's, it's fair. What happened? You know, no. but I mean, like yeah.
2: last last season, it was just.
0: Uh, um, I would have loved to have seen the the return the the return game they have done that part between Bonarich and Kelty and it's it's almost like, Boyner, like um Rude, the fact that they had a decent Scottish Cup run. You know, they didn't get to play the league games um, at that time. You know, and you, you never
1: know if they would have. I know. And th- this season is, in this season, I know it's not. Unfortunately, it doesn't involve a really our ember size this year, but uh, so exciting. You know, you've got Kelly to come to, to East Colbride and the, you know, there's four points between them two. You've got BSC. I think are three points behind Kelly There's like three or four teams that are really going for it. So. It's a shame but it's it's, it's just looking it, it just has to be null, null and void because it's it's just too close to call it's it's. That's it I mean you're right it's, it's
0: heartbreaking but it's the only thing we can do
1: Yeah, okay Well I think that kind of wraps up calm I think there's nothing else really to say again Hibs and Hearts in action this weekend but there's potential although we'll poten- I'm just going to say it's potential that we could have three teams next weekend in action The preview yes uh... and will the Prediction League return with three teams playing. Aye,
0: 100%. The Prediction League will return if we get three. We might double the points or something, make it more interesting. But there 100% prediction. Prediction League will
1: return if we can get three, three teams playing. Um, it needs um, to That's breaking news. That's just come up on the Sky Sports ticker tape oh, at the bottom there. <laughs> The EFP Prediction League returns In brackets Subject to Jim
0: White in his big yellow tie Like yeah. News just in here
1: <laughs> In brackets Subject to uh, SPFL League 1 and League 2 Deciding on, on matters and that But uh, Hopefully then The Prediction League can return That will make our week That makes our listeners week Everyone's crying out for it So it's back Potentially next That's week That's it yeah. um, Right perfect Callum Well done as always Don't know why I just said that, but here we are. That's that's
2: a weird thing to (laughs) say, but okay.
1: Thanks for listening. That was Andrew Calm, Ember Football Podcast. See you next week.